And welcome back to episode 98 of the Weekly Tech Ramp with me, Jay. And me, Carl. Well, Carl, we are still sweltering here at Tech Ramp headquarters, aren't we? Respective studios. The heat is we still are. here in the UK. Can't seem 40, to get rid of it. But we're still, oh, what, high 20s, which is just 20s. uncomfortable for us in the UK. Super humid. Fans are on. Computer fans are spinning. And the tech news keeps on rolling, even though we are in what I guess you could class as a vacation season here in uh, the Western Hemisphere, particularly in Europe. Uh, the tech news keeps on rolling in, doesn't it? It is. There's plenty this week. We have. I think we've got a full-on bucket. We've got everything from Apple, Google, to Tesla, to Meta, to Atlassian, bizarrely, uh, to Twitter. Even we've, this week, we've got some gaming news, which we haven't had for a while, have we? And no, we've got true. the Tech Ramp rumor mill back again. So, as we are back on our regular programming, because I know we've had a bit of a kind of a late delivery on a couple of the last couple of podcasts due to various reasons, which we apologise for, is we do try to get the show out late week uh, on a regular basis. Uh, but I know we've been a bit slow on that. I, I kind of I say we, me. Um, so uh, editing, uh, yeah, the edit, the editing team here at Cough Cough <laughs> have been a bit slow. But with that, then let's kick off this week's first story, then, which is from our old friends over in Cupertino, isn't it? It is indeed. So they are facing yet another class action lawsuit. Um, God, another, just to add them on. Another, just add them on. But this one's it's about Apple Pay, and it's been filed by Hagen's Berman. Um, oh, that's familiar, they're, aren't they? They are. They, yeah, they, they, they've, they've sued Apple a number of times and won. Uh, I think one was a, an ebook class action where they had to pay, what, $400 million to customers? And the other one, I think, was around... Um, anti-competitive practices regarding iOS developers. Uh, and actually, if you remember, it's not long ago we talked about that, and that's when Apple started allowing you to uh, communicate with your customers outside of your app to tell them about that's cheaper right. deals. Yeah, And they had to pay, what, $100 million for that one. So, yeah, this new one accuses Apple of making billions of dollars a year in fees to card companies uh, by forcing them into, you know, to sign up for Apple Pay. It's the only way to let their customers make payments from iPhones and Apple Watches, etc. But they've uh, they filed on behalf of what one card issuer, uh, Affinity Credit. But the lawyers are inviting all other card issuer, issuers uh, with Apple Pay agreements to join the lawsuit. Yeah, so this is not to be very clear, is it? This is not a consumer class action no, lawsuit. It's not. This it's is a business on, one. On a business one based on, as you say, the, the card issuers. Um, because this is in it around the fact that Apple to use Apple Pay. Uh, Apple charge companies a small fee of the transaction. They do, yeah. Um, and to join the Apple Pay program, they have to apply, don't they? They have to apply, join up. You can't just use uh, the Apple Pay technology, the NFC technology, which is nope. very different to how Google do it with their NFC technology. They allow any uh, any bank, isn't it, effectively, or payment, I guess, processor, uh, to use it without any fees. So, I mean, Apple here, you know, this they don't pass they're very clear about this. Like Apple don't um allow any charges to be passed on to the consumer for using Apple Pay at all, do we? So you don't see anything mm. when you make a transaction. But the argument There's here no is no card around, fee, but you are paying for it. Yeah. Well, you are and you aren't. I mean, let's say if I buy something with Apple Pay that costs, I don't know, a hundred dollars, yeah. Uh there isn't, you know, a, a zero point ten percent fee on that for using Apple Pay, is there? Let's no. be clear about that. But your interest um, in your credit card has gone up. Possibly, yeah, yeah, granted, because there's a uh, yeah, it's all factored in, yeah, granted. So, the argument though, isn't it, is around why Apple are doing this because 
it doesn't they don't there's no system here to use it the the underlying technology doesn't actually belong to apple does it the uh, no, it does the not. Uh, evm isn't it which uh, i didn't realize stood for nothing fantastic it stands for europay mastercard and visa <laughs> <laughs> which, which I was, yeah. yeah, which I thought was very clever. Um, so which is the same, obviously, that Google and Samsung use because it's yep. a standard uh, technology which underpins um, how to use that with car payment terminals and the NFC technology underneath it that they developed as the payment teams. But the argument here is, is that Apple have got a financial gain, isn't it? A big financial gain. They're making loads on it. What was I think it was it was it a billion dollars at the moment or a year or something like that? Uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, and with a, a billion dollars a year in fees, yeah. With a predicted up to four billion within the next couple of years, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So uh, Apple obviously going to fight that tooth and nail because you know who wants to lose four billion? Well, that's yeah. I was going to say that's quite a massive chunk of revenue for doing nothing, effectively. But the worry here, though, I guess for Apple, isn't it? Well, I'm not say Apple are worried, but is that given that the the law firm here? aren't just a flash in the pan. They've had already had two wins against Apple, isn't it? Yep. And the other concern, I suppose, is is the the DMA, you know, that we talked about the European Digital Markets yeah. Act. You know, could that play into this a little bit, I wonder? It could well do. Because didn't we talk we talked about that um antitrust, didn't we, uh thing that the EU were looking at uh in a previous yep. podcast. So we did. I you know <laughs> I'll be honest. I've used Apple. I've been out today. I've been out, I've been out in the you know in London in the city today. So I've used Apple Pay all day long. I used it to buy my train ticket this morning. Yep. I used it with um, my car parking app to pay for my car parking. I then used it on the underground. London Underground. Yeah, yep. because I see you know the transit card capability. You know where I didn't just flash your car, your phone against the terminal. Uh, I used it at lunchtime to to buy some lunch. Uh, you know, it is my go-to uh, software, um, and I like it, and I trust it. Um, just know, works. Not, it just works, and I'm not suggesting Google Pay or Samsung Pay don't because they do nope. as well, and a lot of people rely on them. But you know, it'd be worrying if they took that away, or they, you know, banks no longer supported it because of a fee process, and that would be rather, rather disappointing, wouldn't it? Really, I can't see them taking it away, but uh, yeah. <laughs> We're going but to end still. up with different apps, like like Android, where you have different apps for your different cards. Yeah, that's going to be worrying. to do the payment oh, with. Don't, don't. Oh. Again, we can't have nice things, can we? I just I like the Apple Wallet. It works fine. You know, I've got my yeah. phone in front of me now. I'm clicking Wallet. Oh, look, I can see all of my cards are in one place. You know, <laughs> why do Not we have to make this? Payment cards, <laughs> your travel stuff as well, your flight yeah. tickets, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Why do we have to make this difficult? <laughs> You know, it's like, I'm sorry, you're not allowed this no more. It's too nice. Your fridge can't have it. No. <laughs> anyway. oh, maybe there'll be a nice happy compromise there somewhere in the middle. Ah, uh, probably so. But yeah, talking of uh, so talking of the European Union and the DMA, Ooh, then, DMA. I guess yep. that's a nice segue, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, it is. I mean, it's, darn. It's sort of Google. Google have actually been preemptive, and they've announced their plans to comply with the, the DMA ahead of actually being forced to do it. Uh, and the first one, uh, <laughs> oh, where do we start with that? So uh, they're now going to allow developers to uh, to offer European users alternate payment systems. This is on the uh, Play Store, isn't it? Uh, uh, yes, it is. Yeah, that's great. There's a catch, though. Uh, or one, catch. It's European users, obviously. You, those in the US, you're still going to be on the old system. The other thing is, 
It's only for non-gaming apps currently. <laughs> Don't know why they've why, done a differentiation there. Why do I just think Epic comes to mind when you say that? You know? <laughs> I think let's do it. Oh, they have to do that. They expect to expand that billion alternative to developers of gaming apps for use with uh, European users uh, in an advance of DMA's effective date. But currently, it's only for non-gaming apps. But uh, there's a but. There's always they a but. Still, like Apple, they still want their cut. And they're calling this a service fee. They they said, it's it's never been simply a fee for payment processing. And instead reflects the value provided by Android and Play. So they're going to take, what, 12% instead of 15% on your first $1 million a year. And after that, they'll be taking 27% instead of 30 on the rest. It's very similar to the Apple model, though, isn't it? That very well, it's it's, it's, uh, it's that identical, basically, isn't it? I was, well, I, was, I think I, it does look very. That's why I was it's kind of leaning, exactly yeah. like Apple's done. So, I mean, I like I like the the value argument. You know, that's kind of like you know we're we're not we're not selling you a product here. We're selling we're, you know you're These buying card payment processing no. fees. This is, you know, this is the the value. Yeah, this is, you're right. This is, you know, the value, the intrinsic value of the service that we offer to you. (laughs) No, no, we're paying a fee. (laughs) Yeah. And and I all agree. There should be some fee there. You know, they do put a lot of stuff in there, which they're they're effectively giving away for free, especially if you don't charge for your app. Uh, But I just think it's probably a little high. Uh, yeah, and given, let's be honest, given the fact that Apple, uh, sorry, Apple, uh, Google are no stranger to uh, several lawsuits already, haven't they, given around payment. Uh, we had the whole thing, didn't we, with the Dutch, uh, oh, yes, Dutch yes. ones, uh, dating match. apps, Match.com group, was it, no. uh, that one's. Uh, then, of course, uh, South Korea, yep, we had South Korea one, we had, and of course, we had the whole epic thing around mobile payments, didn't we? mobile game we did, yeah. uh, payments. So it's like, you know, this isn't... <laughs> This isn't, you know, a surprise. And like you say, I wonder whether they're trying to get ahead of the curve here before the yeah. D, uh, the DMA comes in Definitely. properly, as such, uh, to do that. Um, because the, if I recall, wasn't it that with um, with the dating app one, they they did allow um, certain was it match? Uh, excuse me, match group were allowed to use an alternative billing system, weren't they? They were, yeah. Um, yeah. And then was it Spotify was one of them that came out. It was a whole development developer program, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Spotify I, was uh, trialing the new system, weren't they? That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear Netflix has now been included in that trial. Uh, it would make sense, you know. Uh, yeah. Again, you know, if it works successfully for Google, it's very, very likely that Apple are going to follow suit. I suspect, isn't it? Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, fair play, fair play to them. But, but you know. I do find it funny that while we're going to make all the changes for the users in Europe, because we don't have to elsewhere, we won't. Do yeah, it. yeah. But this is what it was all the argument was about, isn't it? Are we going to yeah. end up with um, almost desperate systems, disparate systems of apps and capabilities? You know, yep. you're going to fragment the environment already, and I surely that can't that can't be a good idea to start bringing fragmentation in. There's enough uh, fragmentation, think... especially in the Android world. If, if the US then follows suit with a similar DMA, I think they're trying to do something like that, aren't they? I think if Europe and the US then don't, then they'll just roll it out worldwide. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose I suppose it would be a case, wouldn't it? It will have to be. Yeah, it's going to be the two largest markets by far. And uh, yeah, if they're doing it, then everyone else will get the same stuff. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, that's not the only news from Google this week as well, though. No, so no, Google... it's not. I've uh, also been a little bit more proactive on a slightly different uh, front, which is around the security side, isn't it? And yep. their threat analysis group, or the TAG, 
uh, has uh, been watching uh, a lot of cybersecurity activity that's been going on uh, in the, the Ukraine and, and associated regions, given the war that's happening there and continues to happen. And of course, cybersecurity is just sorry, cyber warfare, I should say, is one of the fronts that is open there. Of course, is, we've got yeah. you know kinetic warfare, but cyber warfare is happening there as well. Perhaps doesn't get as much as the press coverage that the uh, should we say, um, uh, you know, more physical warfare has. Yeah, physical warfare, yeah, uh, but uh, still goes on, is it? And so the tag, uh, the tag or Google's tag, uh, has been tracking. Uh, several groups which they've linked to Russia's uh, FSB or the Federal Security yeah. Service, um, and this is around applications, isn't it? Android apps yeah, that are designed to look like uh, Ukrainian uh, apps, which are based or Ukrainian apps which are alongside their sort of defense, isn't it? Their kind of, uh, is. I guess, volunteer yeah. groups, isn't it? Yeah. So there's, there's a particular group, the, the Turla group, as you mentioned, has been kind of linked to the Russia's FSB, and so they're they're promoting an Android app. Um, what does it say? Yeah, basically, it's spoofing a Ukrainian military group. Um, and the idea of this app is that you download it and you can uh, then perform your own uh, DDoS, distributed denial of service, on Russian servers. And that's how they're they're pitching this. Uh, but of course, it's not really by uh, you know, Ukrainian military group. It's by uh, this this hacking group, and it doesn't do a DDoS. It basically installs malware on your phone or your device. <sighs> <laughs> let's be honest that's hmm. not a surprise is it that this would be something they'd want to target you know given yeah. given the you know that i guess the awareness of people outside of ukraine on these regiments and groups and in volunteer activities you know people are going to want to be signing up but also you're going to have people that are interested aren't they they want to know more about what's going on or they want to yeah see what's happening there and you know the chances of falling for this are quite high and I'm not suggesting that the Play Store is any less secure no, than, this than the App Store. Isn't in the Play Store, so this one didn't make it to the Play Store. So no, it didn't get it was, the time. Uh, so yeah, promoted in other means. Uh, they put up a website where you could down uh, sideload it. I was just saying that's the bit I was just saying. You know, I wanted to make it very clear that this wasn't something that showed up in the Play Store and uh, was no, you know like it was not. No, this was you say. So yeah, again, I mean, this can't be the only one. There must be must be more of these happening, and you know, oh, yeah. Russian cyber warfare. It's going to be, you know, especially we've seen a lot of those uh, APTs, haven't we? Um, other threat actors, you know, over the last few years, uh, Fancy Bear being one of the Reevil Reevil group. Um, yeah, Reevil, those, yeah. yeah, those guys, you know, working on. So, you know, ransomware is definitely something that they use and are quite happy to be uh, distributing, aren't they? And I'm guessing anywhere they can drop anything, you know, Trojans or, or you know, identity theft as well is going to be there as well. Because you know, if you can get people... If you can get people to, you know, download this and, you know, get access mm-hmm. to it, you know, it could be people that are on the front line, couldn't it? Accidentally. Yeah. It could be people that, you know, that, as you say, are linked to people in, in those groups. Uh, so, but interesting though, was that, that alongside this story was that the inspiration or, or not inspiration, but uh, there was another application that was created by the Ukrainians, wasn't there? Uh, yeah. which, which almost did a very similar thing, wasn't it? Which um, was called Stop War. And it gives you a list of Russian targets that you can do for denial of service attacks. And yeah. you can click on it and it DDoSes <laughs> a <Yeah>. website. Which <laughs> I was like, okay, I, you know, normally, you know, with a DDoS attack, it's kind of like, you know, on the dark web, I'll, I, can I buy your botnet for an hour? Yeah, exactly. Isn't it, you know, no, Choose now you... Yeah, no, yeah. no, do it yourself. No, it's DIY, is it? Pick up your phone and off you go, so... Uh, I'm not sure your your phone by itself will be enough to take down anything 
much, but no, altogether. no, granted. Altogether, yeah, but I, uh, yeah, this is probably one of many things that's happening, and you know, as I say, not all of them are coming to the surface, um, but definitely, you know, given. Well, was it the fines that Russia had? Was it Russia fined Apple and Google the other week, wasn't it, for, uh, you know, uh, bad media information and access to data and services? This is just going to be back and forth. And I guess a kind of related story to this, isn't it, around cyber warfare was, uh, was it yesterday, uh, the US Speaker uh, of the House, Nancy Pelosi, uh, visited Taiwan? Uh, you know, in an apparently unannounced uh, visit. Um, But I don't know if you saw any of those news broadcasts that, um, that there were several incidents of hacking. Uh, was it seven yeah, eleven so websites? All, all, all went well. A number of government websites all were DDoS taken offline uh, just before her arrival, weren't they? That's right. And seven um, eleven stores in the country were hacked for their in-store. Really, I missed that one. Yeah, their in-store, you know, sort of promotion displays um, were all oh, showing. Yeah. Uh, yep. I, I can't remember what it was. Something along the lines of Pelosa Warmaker or something. You know, uh. go get out or you know. Um, and attributed to uh, pro-Chinese rather than Chinese, but that was the. But they think it actually, you know, was Chinese, was Chinese. state. <laughs> yeah, um, but obviously that you know there's that a, lot, a lot of saber rattling there now going on and yeah, other things. Mm. But yeah, very similar kind of tactics to to do that. It is. But yeah, more of this going on. Ah, uh, right. So kind of a bit of a I get different move away from cybersecurity to uh, our friend yeah. Elon Musk, isn't it? And uh, you it know. Is. Tesla. So, uh, Tesla, yeah, they released their full quarter two 2022 financial report uh, a few days back and had some interesting information about cryptocurrency holdings. So I think it was last year, Tesla invested, what, $1.5 billion, I think, in Bitcoin. Uh, and they even announced, you know, it would accept Bitcoin as payment, you know, only to then... That was right, yeah. That. Yeah, two months later, they stopped that one. Well, in the latest, so in this last quarter, they've actually sold 75% of their Bitcoin uh, holdings. Uh, so they made what nine hundred and thirty-six million in cash. I've gone to report, but I've, I've done the maths. That's what they say. Made one point. Okay, I was going to say because hang on a bit. Yeah, yeah, that, that doesn't add up. So it looks like they've taken a hit of one hundred eighty-nine million dollars on the original purchase Ooh. price. Uh, but Musk has something to say about that when he was quizzed. Okay, go on. So he says, "I might pump, but I don't." Jump. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can't make this up. I definitely do not believe in getting the price higher, selling it or anything like that. I'd like to see Bitcoin succeed. And he then goes and say that you know it should not be taken as some verdict on Bitcoin. Instead, he says Tesla sold Bitcoin because it was concerned about overall liquidity of the company given the COVID shutdowns in China. But there's I, good news. They I, haven't I, sold any of their Dogecoins. Oh, that was what I was going to ask. Let's say because he was he was bigging that Dogecoin up. He Super. hasn't sold any of those. He's still pumping that one. So dump was, it later. I was, I was going to say there was all those memes, wasn't there, that he posted around Dogecoin yeah. and. That was the next big thing and kind of was like, you know, uh, basically trying to get his supporters to buy it, wasn't it, and inflate yeah. it. Uh, I just was, yeah, that was the one I was thinking, how is it, how's that happened? But No, no, he hasn't sold any of those. He's still pumping those. I just, I do think it is a sideshow to this, though. I know he said it isn't, but I do think it is because I get what they're saying. You know, they wanted to offer choice. They were saying, you know, they, yeah. got, they, they believe in it. But it's not sustainable, is it? It's it, you know, given and recently it's taken massive dives over, hasn't it? Yeah, it's you know, given the uh, the crackdown 
in China particularly, wasn't it, that we saw massive uh, plunges in the value of Bitcoin and other associated currencies. Plus, we saw a massive sell-off of all of the mining equipment, particularly graphics cards. I think it was something we talked about a few weeks ago, wasn't it, around the availability of second-hand cards now on uh, eBay that have probably been absolutely destroyed. I don't see yeah. I don't see what their logic is here. It's just a joke. You know, and given given his position and history, what's next, really? <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, I mean, what we uh, November last year 68,000 or just under 69,000 dollars. Oh, sorry, December, November in May, $28,000 a bitcoin. Yeah. I mean, and also it's worth bringing up isn't it that given the whole Twitter deal at the minute which is on the rocks, may or may not be. How much stock yeah. did he sell? Because didn't he sell, I think it was in, into the billions of stock, wasn't it, that he yeah, had? Tesla, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. To kind of finance the 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 deal for Twitter, yeah. which now, of course, we've got a U-turn on. And, uh, you know, he keeps keeps saying he feels, was it, I quote, super bad feeling about the economy, which they've had, you know, several rounds of redundancies at Tesla. Yeah. They're not hiring people in certain areas. Um there was, I think, a story wasn't there, around potential uh, labor law violations in the US mm-hmm. uh, around one of the factories. So there's, you know, they, it's, they're not in a good place. Given, you know, given that his wealth was pegged, wasn't it, on the Tesla performance, and that's how he's yeah. become so rich and done so well. It just seems to me like whenever things are going, I don't know, south for a better word, yeah. up he comes with something else, isn't it? And Tesla, Tesla takes the front of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I did see something interesting in that story, though, maybe kind of smile was um, was I think we were talking about it in the pre-show was the fact that they the company sold regulatory credits to other car makers, didn't they? So yeah. in Q1, they bought nearly seven hundred million dollars. Uh, sorry, they 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 had an income of nearly seven hundred million dollars from the credits, and in yeah. Q2, just uh, under three hundred fifty million. But apparently, these credits. Uh, they give they help other companies that don't make enough uh, vehicles that meet regulatory standards in both the US and the EU. So you can buy your way out of. Uh, I was just going to say, you buy your, yeah. Yeah, buy your way out. Of an, yeah, yeah. You know your environment. Your your vehicles are not very good. Your engines are really dirty. That's all right. Here, I've got some of these made up credits, carbon that, credits, know. or whatever they call yeah, them. Yeah. What? It's just such a joke, isn't it? I mean, what is the deal with it? Oh, it's like planting trees, isn't it? To offset your carbon. Yeah, and why? In, it, it, the amount of times I've heard about planting trees to offset carbon, surely the planet just must be covered in trees by now. But I don't see it. <laughs> no, no. It just—I don't know. It, I, I, I worry for Tesla, given their position, given that the other car makers of now. When I say other car makers, I mean the big players. Yeah, have woken have woken up to proper EVs, haven't they? And getting on the bandwagon, and they're you know, making better cars. Yeah, build Tesla quality is all about the tech and the, the battery tech is great, but the build quality, from what I've seen, is pretty bad. It, you're right, and other car makers can produce quality cars at a uh, a volume. They're pushing yep. them out. I know as a global you know supply chain shortage, we can't change that fact, but you know, what there isn't is, you know, Tesla, the stories of uh, build quality, you know, the gaps in the, so, the yeah. chassis. Supply, uh, chain, supply chain doesn't stop you putting the car together correctly. No. And getting your panels aligned and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to be a rocky, 
a rocky couple of years as you know the, as the other big players in the market move on them. Volkswagen, I've you know, is getting there already. Their EV units spinning up massively. You know, we're seeing the same with uh, Toyota and other things. It's not going to be long, isn't it, before the traditional players, GM, your Fords, I guess, are back in the playing field with them. You know, yeah. In terms of value, Tesla are the largest car manufacturer volume, uh, but by volume, sorry, they're not. They're no. They're nowhere close, are they? You know, that's the difference, no. isn't it? No, not at all. Uh, we've still not even seen the Cybertruck for real yet, or the uh, the Roadster. No, we haven't. No, we have not. Other than on the front of a rocket. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very valid point. We haven't seen that at all. Ah, the cyber truck of invisibility. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Keeping it rolling. Keeping it rolling then. So, oh, Apple AR Glass. What? This story's not a rumor. No, this isn't a rumor story. This is a real story on AR Glass. I may have put this in the wrong place. Maybe. I don't know. I love it. It's it's, it's too late now. So, uh, yeah. So, finally some news. Apple's actual pure AR glasses. So, not the mixed mixed reality VR AR headset. The actual AR ones. The ones we're waiting for. Maybe replace our prescription glasses. But, uh, (laughs) anyway, maybe. (laughs) So, is it Jeff Pugh? uh, Research analyst at Haidong International Tech States. Uh, Sorry. He states that the device now entered design development stage. The prototype being, uh, will be ready by the end of this year and mass production to start the second half of 2024. Um, he's also kind of mentioned the first little bit of technical information on it. He said they're going to be using waveguide technology, whatever that is. <laughs> like that. What the hell is that? I don't know. I didn't, have, I didn't Google it in time. Is that like a waveguide? It sounds like you know, something to do with bending light beams. And uh... I imagine it is, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, still quick real concrete information. So go on. You, you Google that while I talk about the next bit. So sure, they'll also have in, in the same statement, uh, or same briefing here, he gave us a little more info on the iPhone 15. So he's noting that it isn't clear whether one or two of the iPhone 15 Pro models will feature that new periscope lens for the camera. This is the one that's meant to give you like an optical, a better optical zoom. That's uh, right, yep. Yeah, he's not sure if both will get him. I reckon probably if it's only going to be one, it'll be the max. A bit more space in there to fit the periscope in. So this was this is the camera tech, isn't it? As you say, that gives you a far higher optical zoom rather than the yeah. digital zoom. Um, uh, a number of Android devices are already used. I was going to say, Huawei's did them, did the P30? They did, happen. yes, that was it. Um, Apple's obviously limited to a 2.5 optical zoom and then 10. 10 times digital is, yeah, 10 times digital, yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, so, you know, this would increase that to, so the Huawei one, when I was doing my research, the Huawei one gives you a, on oh, this is the P30 Pro, just to be clear, that had a five times true optical zoom and a 10 times hybrid optical zoom. Okay. Um, so, you know, you know that's, that's, not, that's pretty impressive. Um, and then the Samsung, the Samsung S20, um, Ultra that also came with it as well, so that was you know released a couple of years ago at the same time as the iPhone 11, and that gave you a 30 times zoom as well. Yeah, okay. Which actually, from the pictures I saw, was pretty impressive. To be fair, you know, it wasn't going to be DLSR sort of uh, quality, but it was far better than the 10 times zoom that the iPhone does. Because you know we've all done it with the iPhone. You've done it. You know, anything above 2.5 just pixelates isn't it it's it's yeah. it's smudgy it's it's soft isn't it it's it's not a good a good look in my opinion um yeah. but i would yeah so what was the one space zoom that was it space zoom i knew i'd written it down oh, somewhere space yeah, zoom was one. what the samsung called so that 
um, that oh, excuse me, a bit of a cough. And again, uh, Samsung allowed you a hundred times digital zoom, and their periscope lens was a folded four times telephoto combined with a forty-eight megapixel sensor. So, what yeah. was the iPhone rumored to be again? So the uh, the iPhone uh, was that forty. The new one's meant to be forty-eight, isn't it? But stepped down. Oh uh, yeah, the one in the fourteens meant to be yeah forty-eight, but they'll combine four pixels, won't they, to back down to twelve meg again? Yeah. Yeah. So what was just to be clear then, we're saying that the 14 is not going to have periscope lens. It's a 15, uh, is it? And probably only one of the 15 Pro models will get it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, look. So did you? I, um... I'm upgrading this year. I can't wait. I, I yeah. you know. <laughs> Me too. I, I'm upgrading this year. Uh, you know, I was saying to you the other day, I can't believe all of a sudden I've just started to notice quite a few scratches on the old iPhone. Um, yeah. It's just, I don't know whether it's that kind of, it's a couple of years old and spotting it now but yeah all of a sudden it's like god that's a nasty not nasty scratch as in really a bit but you know the light catches it on the yeah. black um so it's rather annoying but yeah i'd be quite i'd like to see a better zoom because you know i use the iphone camera all the time like most of us or you know smartphone camera i should say whilst i have a dsr i use that quite extensively on holiday to get some really nice shots mm. you know the kids on the beach and yeah. things like that but the phone's handy isn't it we all know that yeah, the phone's yeah. super handy, and I do love a portrait mode on the iPhone. Uh, it does some really nice pictures. But yeah, to have a decent zoom would just would be nice. Just, with, yeah, with optical nice. image stabilization as well. Would be oh, lovely. perfect! Like my Sony lenses. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I have an update on what Waveguide technology is. Good, because I was going to say I've got it here. Go on, then, but tell us what. Go I'm... on. So instead of like VR, where we're using uh, you know lenses to put an image on. Waveguide uh, basically helps bend and combine light to direct it into the eye and create that virtual images uh, basically overlaid into the environment. So rather than you looking for a transparent screen or an actual screen like in VR, they're going to beam it directly into your eye. That's why I, I said it was going to be a lot of bending beams. I... It was. You're right. I, just, like, I failed. I didn't do my homework. Bending bit. Well done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie then. Right. So... I don't think that is a rumor. I think I think the I think that probably is you know kind of more of the uh, the newsworthy than a rumor with that particular AR yeah. story for the first time. For the first time, we'll take it out of the rumor mill. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, well, um, yeah, you have to love for this one. So, Meta is being sued by Meta for using the name Meta. Hang on, uh, that's not Meta at all, is it? <laughs> no, no. So to clarify, Meta. AKA Facebook has been sued by Meta, who is another VR company, for using their name Meta. Now, obviously, this is pretty standard stuff. You know, there are companies all around the world that use that same names, but in different industries, etc. Well, it seems that Meta, AKA Facebook, has known about Meta, the other VR company, you know, even having talks with them way back in 2017 about a potential partnership. And this is because Meta, who are actually called Meta X, um, actually do VR. Uh, kind of immersive installation experiences. You know, you know when you go do VR gaming in public, you have multiple people, multiple headsets, uh, all engaged in the same space. It, they do that kind of stuff. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm uh, with you. Yep, yep. Yeah, apparently it's very good stuff. So, but um, yeah, the kind of the lawsuit it goes on to state, you know, that its ability to operate as Meta has been eviscerated since the Meta platform's adoption of the name, and that the company has been uh, crushed by Facebook's flagrant unlawful conduct, and that Meta X is calling for a cease and desist so that it can get back to being the real Meta. It's just bullying, uh, isn't it? It's just flagrant it bullying at a big company. But that's not the only twist of this story, though, is it? 
No, 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 it's not. So apparently Meta, the platform, and Meta X have been kind of quiet discussions over Facebook over the name change for some time, but Facebook's unreasonable and arrogance has kind of forced Meta to commence its action to vindicate its rights. But as you mentioned, they're not the only one. Apparently there is another company called Meta Company that's apparently also been in talks with Facebook lawyers who have been hounding it to sell its name to them. Uh, basically, they've refused you to Facebook's low offer and allegedly not even covering the cost of a company name change. Uh, so it's like, I tell you what, listen, give us your name. Here's a, here's a couple of dollars. And um, oh, I tell you Amazon what, we're throwing Amazon gift cards. We'll throw in the latest Oculus for you. Or Meta, sorry. <laughs> You're That's, right. It's I, just bullying at this point. Uh, the fact is... that Facebook, Meta Facebook have known about the other meta companies and there are even talks of them. We were going to have uh, you know, a partnership and then just decide, no, we're going to steal your name and basically push you out of existence. But like I say, it's just bullying. It's, it's like when you've got like you know, Big Brand X and a little company with a similar name yeah. that does nothing to say. There's no product overlap. There's nothing that could confuse you with them. Yeah, oh, Big Apple. Brand X send, yeah, sends a cease and desist um, you know, sends a cease and desist. Basically, you know, like we're gonna have to crush you, little ant. Stop yeah. using the name. It's like, yeah, but we've had the name for thirty-five years, and you've been in existence for like three. Um, you know, it's just the same kind of tactics, isn't it? It's just like, well, yeah. we're Meta, aka Facebook, and we're bigger than you. And guess what? Uh, we're now called Meta, and you're not. It's just, it's, it's I, that's not how good morals and ethics works because that, that makes me laugh isn't it when i say that because you know they you know all these big companies you know, the ones that we work for included make you go through ethics training don't they around morals and business yep. conduct and ethics right but that i think that's been forgotten somewhere isn't it you know only Especially applies we, under a certain uh, level within the company yeah only only applies to you as an employee it doesn't apply to the company but i just uh yeah, that's not going to end. But I wonder. I I would say Meta, is, as in AK Facebook, is probably not in a good position there. No, I hope not. That's just kind of yeah. It's kind of out of order, really, isn't it? It is. But the worrying guess though is you know to, is if it goes to a legal fight, who's got yeah. deeper pockets? Well, let's be honest. Facebook it, yeah. has, isn't it? <laughs> you know, begrudgingly. Oh. Yeah. Oh dear. For, well, from one absolutely hilarious point to another which i just this is just unbelievable so this is from a cybersecurity perspective so yeah if you've ever worked in i guess any company that develops products or software they've probably had yeah. uh an atlassian product haven't they some description jira, jira confluence, confluence that kind of uh, yeah that kind of stuff but this is just hilarious so imagine having one of those apps and discovering that it has a hard-coded password and then discovering this, and then discovering that said hard coded password was now widely available on the internet via Twitter, uh, which to me is just a joke. Oh. So uh, Atlassian yeah. on Wednesday um, published three. Uh, well, they announced three uh, critical product Good. vulnerabilities, including a brand new CVE, um, which stems from a hard coded password in the. Uh, what's the Question actual question? That's the one, yeah, that allows uh, users to get you know support or anything for running their products. Um, apparently, <laughs> their warning was the password was trivial to obtain. Yes, that's because you just need to go to Twitter and Google. Well, uh, Google, that was sorry, before it wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, was that came out after it's gone, they updated it's it. Gone, yeah, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's not as widely used. It's got what just over eight thousand installations, hasn't it? Uh, but when installed, this app kind of creates uh, a Confluence user yes, account that, named. That's uh, the word. 
disabled system user, which is intended to kind of help admins move data between the app and the Confluence cloud service. Unfortunately, this hard-code password protecting this account you know, allows viewing and editing of all non-restricted pages. So unless you've marked the page as restricted, this account has access to all of it. So as you mentioned, it kind of got worse. A day later, unless you, you know, update that to say, yeah, basically passwords on Twitter. And this is the thing. You're right. It, it, it wasn't the fact that it was a small. It was the lateral movement, wasn't it, across the it other, was. uh, across the other products. It gets and worse though. So it, much well, worse. It does. Go on, go on. I'll let you do it. <laughs> the company has also warned that even when the Confluence installations don't actively, uh, sorry, don't actually have the app installed, they may still be vulnerable. And even uninstalling the app doesn't automatically remediate the vulnerability because the disabled system user account can still reside on the system. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> it's not good, is it? It is not good. This is like password. This is like security one hundred and one, isn't it? Never ever hard code credentials. It is, you know, it doesn't. And you've got you've got certain services like there was a Bug Crowd, who one of the vulnerability reporting um, companies out there. Uh, you know, saying that now the patches are out. They, uh, you know, they expect people to start doing reverse engineering to produce public POCs on the vulnerabilities, isn't it? Um, yeah. And you know, as far as they're concerned, their advice is that anybody that's running Atlassian should should basically patch anything public facing now, and also then dump everything they can behind their firewall as well. Yeah. Take um, that. Stop that that being public if you can. Put it behind a yeah. VPN. Yeah. Get a VPN. Get another layer of defense in front of it. Uh, and that. I just. It is a absolute joke, isn't it? You know, and it's you know, but Atlassian have had their fair share recently of um, different issues, haven't they? As well with ECVs as well, they've yeah. had um, uh, co- other confluence issues, isn't it? They had a ransomware issue, crypto miners, other malware, uh, and uh, you know, this is probably uh, going to start raising some serious questions with companies that have purchased Atlassian software, I'd suspect, around alternatives. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, if you're coming up, from, if you're at a renewal point, you're probably going to be asking some, some serious discounts. questions. <laughs> well, I, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I'd want a discount. I'd, I'd want an exit plan, probably. Yeah, quite um, possibly. Yeah. But yes, oh. uh, just, uh, well, hilarious. Wow. But it's not the only <laughs> breach, though, is it, this week? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Oh, dear. So if you use Twitter... Uh, you'll know that, you know, basically they force you to enter your phone number for security reasons, don't they? There's kind of no way it keeps they nagging do. you. Uh, well, it seems they've been hacked and your contact details of what, 5.4 million accounts is now for sale on the black market. Yours for a mere $30,000. Oh, cheap, cheap, cheap then. Yeah. So but how many, what, what, what's this? So how was to say? 5.4 5. million accounts. Okay, go on. So obviously it's not only your phone number. It's also your email address. And more frighteningly, it's the link between those two and your screen name. Yeah. So you can look up someone's <laughs> screen name and now find their personal email and phone number. Yeah. I just, that's, yes. I uh, I was saying to you, wasn't I? Um, I haven't yeah. had uh, Troy Hunts, have you been pwned yet? But um... no, it's only a matter of time. <laughs> it's coming. Though, it's coming. It? Until he gets hold of that data and uh, it's boom. coming, yeah. you know. Because, you know, the Twitter breach. Uh... It's not the first one they've had, is it, at all? So, um, you know, no. but that the, the data for this, wasn't it? Well, the user that's selling it uh, was, uh, or a new user, should we say, came up in it, uh, after the original uh, actor uh, was on a forum called Breach Forums. Yeah. Apparently was the one that was earlier in this month had the alleged 1 billion Chinese nationals, wasn't it? With the, 
their uh, records, isn't it? They've popped up, but that that's kind of gone very quiet, hasn't it? That one billion hack. As yeah, we've not really heard so much since then. No, I, I mean there wasn't it. There was it was it was claims, wasn't it? Around there was a one billion records of Chinese nationals, including was, you know from oh, was that uh, by the Shanghai police or I think uh, it was some... Shang. I think I think it was. Now you say that, wasn't it? that wasn't it? Wasn't it? It was by the police force. Yeah, uh, which had you know lots of data. Set. Well, I think it was around twenty-two terabytes of data of that. But yeah, very quiet. We haven't heard really anything more, have we? Since um, you know, since that came out, mm. uh, you know, I imagine several kneecaps have been probably uh, removed from uh, <laughs> their original and places. The yeah, uh, to uh, clear that up, and lots of um, lots of. Uh, Probably uh, backtracking by people who were selling stuff. No, no, no. It's just I was joking. It's just it's a joke. I didn't have my it. door. Delete, delete. <laughs> yes, yes. Lots of that going on. But yeah. So yeah, keep an eye out for Troy Hunt's emails, Ember, because they are probably coming anytime soon once he gets a copy of the data. Yeah. <laughs> so then, before we get into the rumor mill, then we've got a gaming story. Woo! <laughs> we have. We have. So, um, well, it seems that Rockstar posted a hundred new job listings. Uh, in what can probably be assumed is the lead up to GTA Grand Theft Auto Six, isn't it? It's got to be in it. It's got to be. Well, they haven't obviously mentioned GTA Six, and we don't know that's the official name. We're just going to call it that. Uh, but yeah, there've been what two hundred twenty-six new job listings in the last month, and over seventy-four in one twenty-four hour period. So they are pumping those job postings out. That's, that's, yeah, uh, I mean, how many? I was saying before, what did they do with all the people that? Um... Uh, you know, created, created GTA. GTA. Yeah, yeah. That's the word. I couldn't get the words out. <laughs> I suppose they went on to work on Red Dead, and uh, there's still GTA Online is still a big thing that they're they're doing lots of work on, isn't it? So, well, yeah, but Red Dead, the they, anna- yeah. they announced the other day Red Dead. That's it, Red Dead Online. By the way, it's, um, it's in a life, isn't it? It's well, uh, it, it, it's not going to get any more. Um, what do they call it? Like top content, content was it? Yeah, basically yeah. they'll maintain it, it'll, but it won't be any DLC. In fact, they didn't do any DLC for it, really, did they? Um, no. There'll be, there'll be no, unlike GTA Online, which just is a cash cow, Red Dead, they've just kind of left it alone. It'll carry on, which really, it did, I'm, yeah. I'm, it didn't I'm have really shocked. Sure. GTA, did it? No, but I, I, you know, we haven't played it for a little while, but. We enjoy playing it, didn't we? Oh, we thoroughly it, enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. In fact, I think we'll have to pick it up again soon again. Um, yeah, we'll get our, our other friend on, online. We've not played with him yet, have we? No, no. Well, then increase our posse size. Um, we will. Yeah. Uh, well, posse are free. Posse are free. But yeah, you know, it's a shame. But it's got to be. It's got to be GTA. Uh, GTA Six. I can't. What else would it be? You know, given the you know, the timings, the rumors around it, those alleged not screenshots, but talks around engines, yeah. wasn't it, and things like that. Um, I it's it's got to be it's got to be coming, but yeah, the rumor. Yeah. I mean, because some of the rumors, isn't it, that it's going to be like a GTA Miami sort of a GTA Miami GTA by so. City uh, kind of success. Yeah. It? It's meant to be a, a woman lead this time. I've heard. Well, why not? Why not? Yeah, you know? why not? I I'm happy to go for it. The games are awesome. I can't wait to get into yeah. it. But it's been what ten? It's been over ten years since GTA Five. I you know we we every time we say that. I, I don't think we can actually believe those. Well, 20, yeah, 2013, wasn't it? I think it came out. So, yeah, coming up 10 years. I I don't think, every time we say that, it, just, it doesn't seem real. You know? We're going to have to wait a bit longer. I can't see this coming out before 2025, maybe. 
if they're starting ramping up now with 2022, this is going to be a two or three year game to build. So late 24, early 25, maybe. Yeah, and that's for console. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll wait another year and a half for PC. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mm. exactly. Oh. All right then. So yeah. I think it's time for. Oh, hang on. What's going on? <laughs> The Tech Rant Rumor Mill. So, Carl, what have you got so, for us this week? Again, and these could be in the wrong places because there's grains of truth <laughs> there, but we're going to call these rumors. So um, there's been some leaks of uh, what uh, Intel's next-gen uh, Raptor Lake CPUs. There. Um, what is actually the i5-13600K? Uh, some benchmarks uh, and specs, obviously. So uh, this is from a, apparently a third revision engineering sample, so probably the last one before you get qualification in final silicon. It's got six performance cores, eight uh, efficiency cores, 20 threads, turbo clocks to 5.1 uh, gigahertz, apparently, uh, with the E-core sitting 3.9. But the interesting one is the benchmarks, and these are uh, apparently actual results. Um, so CPU-Z, and they're, they're comparing this against the current 12600K, as well as AMD's flagship 5950X. So they start with CPU-Z, haven't they? So we've got a yeah. single core, and this is where Intel's traditionally done very, very well. The new ones clocking in at 830 points against the old 12600K with just 760 and the AMD trailing at 648. But obviously when it comes to multi, AMD takes the lead, bringing in what, just under 12,000 points. Uh, the new one's got just over 10,000 and the old 12600 is down at 7,000. So because this is a what, I'd say a mid, mid-end CPU, the um, 600 range. Yeah. Mid high end, yeah, mid high, yeah. It's not, yeah, it's it's not, yeah, it's, it's not it's the i nine, is it? No. So you know, um, and it's a K chip as well, so it's, so it's uh, yeah. overclockable, isn't it? It's unlocked multipliers, it, and then in Cinebench, you know, similar ish kind of things, which we're showing one thousand three hundred eighty seven for single versus AMD at one thousand six hundred eighty four, and the bizarrely the old twelve six hundred K at one thousand eighty. So I reckon there's a bug there somewhere as a single with it is lower. But in the multi, it's looking pretty good. So the old 12600K is running, what, 17,000. The new one at 24,000. So quite a jump up on multi-threaded performance. Mm. Uh, not quite enough to beat AMD with around 27,000 points there. But so, considering it's an engineering sample of a mid to high range, it's looking cracking. I'd agree with you. And, you know, kind of, you know, you know to come back to my point of uh, looking to new chips and building up, on paper, this looks really good, but there is a caveat to that, isn't it? On the there, there on are the several tests, caveats. Yeah, power. It seems Intel are just going. You know what? What's power efficiency? This this mid end chip is still sucking over one hundred and seventy watts. Intel again, and uh, yeah, just power. It's just, and I suppose the other thing to note really is obviously this is pitting Intel's next gen. Uh, against AMD's current gen. Now, AMD have got the 7000 series expected uh, very soon. And in fact, actually, earlier this morning, it was announced it's going to be out this quarter. So August or September, we're going to get AMD's new 7000 series. And apparently, that's going to show large increases in performance, especially in single core, while not requiring a huge amounts more power to run. Intel, take note. Uh It'll be interesting to see how it does compare then. If we, I mean, like, granted, this is, as you say, it's an engineering sample, but once we see more more of these come out or more slip out, should we say, uh, when yeah. the 7000 series turns up to see what that brings in it. But yeah, given 
given what it is, you know, still it's still a strong performer. Let's be honest, isn't it? It's not, you know, Intel <laughs> are making Intel are making gains, but yeah, you're right. It's not fair to suggest that it is a AMD beta, given that uh, as in as in not as in beta as in alpha beta, yeah. but as in beating. Uh, yeah. Given the fact that you know this is a generation ahead of the current ones, rather than compared. Yeah, to and this is using life. DDR5. Obviously, AMD yeah. doesn't have DDR5. It's AMD's getting DDR5 in this new generation. Uh, yeah, and I think the emphasis is on single core as well. So, and what was this? We'll one? Raptor Lake was this? Was this Raptor Lake? Wasn't it? This was uh, Raptor Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So thirteenth gen. Okay. Interesting. Well, I, yeah, I, for me, I, all this stuff's good. It's just I'm gonna have to bite the bullet at some point. It's like it's like buying an iPad. You know, the minute you buy an iPad, mm. Apple will announce a new one. You know, <laughs> so you just buy you know, it on the day the event came out. Yeah, well, well, every at least time. A year. Every well, time, yeah. yeah, but C- CPUs. That's so I don't want to be getting into that battle with a CPU. You know? <laughs> no, <laughs> you no, know. no, no, definitely not. So yeah, you'll be wanting to buy, settle on one for the next three or four years. Exactly, exactly, or at least two years minimum. You know. Yeah. But what am I going to so what am I going to pair that new uh, new CPU with then? Wow, well, 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 uh, yeah. There's some more news on uh, N- Nvidia's uh, 4000 series. Um, yep. Yeah, there's been some more more leaks from Copite Seven Kimmy, and he's had a number <laughs> of leaks before that have always turned out to be true. And he's stating that you know Nvidia now has these test boards for all its 4000 uh, series lineup in labs. That's the A103 up to the A107. Uh, so not only do we have specs, we also have benchmarks. Now, obviously, th- this is rumours, so take him a pinch of salt. But it's looking uh, much of a much as when it comes to specs. You know, we don't know. Um, we, we've got cores, etc. And just like the jump from two to 3,000 series, the three to four, huge uh, increase in the units and the cores. It's good to see that the memory is getting bumped as well. So you're getting up to starting at 8 gig, then a, for the, is it the 4060. Up to 10 gig for the 4070, then jumping straight to 16 gig for the 4080, and then obviously traditionally you get your 24 gig with your 4090, and then they've got a Titan listed. Oh, or a 40, I don't know what we're going to call this, the 4090 Ti. Oh, I don't know. 40, yeah, well, usually it's Ti, isn't it? Yeah, yeah well, possibly, yeah. Uh, yeah, but no, this is uh, labeled as a Titan with 48 gig of RAM. That is a beast of a graphics card yes it is but the, the, the performance well the power <laughs> again they're, they're very much aligned with intel 800 watts is it 800 watts yeah Basically, i thought yeah, i read ranging that. from 200 watts at the bottom to 800 watts for the titan requiring that... two of those new fancy 16 pin power connectors not just one yeah that you you can be quite a beefy psu there aren't you you are uh, but I mean, looking at, I, I pulled back some numbers for the old uh, the you know, 30 series compared to the 40, and I'll just take a couple of key ones. So we look at the, and this is in uh, 3D Mark, their Time Spy uh, demo yep. uh, benchmark. And you've got the 3070, uh, which is, well, I've got a 3070 Ti, but the 3070 is 6,600 odd points. The 4070, mm-hmm. so it's new equivalent, clocks in it just over 10,000 points. So that's a good, what, 40% uplift? That's, that's Yeah, that's not to be sniffed at. Yeah, yeah, the 3080, the company is at 8,900 odd. The 4080, though, 15,000. That's one hell of a jump. So that's that's more than the 3090 currently, which does 10,062. So actually, the 4070 is the equivalent to a 3090. Uh, that's yeah, that's that's impressive performance wise. Yeah. Forget, forget uh, the TDP for a second. That is, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, actually, I mean, even the 4090 has got 19,000 points. And which compared to a, what? The current creme de la creme, the 3090 Ti, yep. only gets you just over 11,000 points. Christ, so if you picked up a 4080 then... I'm you're... thinking that's the sweet spot. Get yourself a 4080, think... you've got 3090 Ti say... performance, you've got not quite 24 gig of RAM, but you've got 16 gig of RAM on a faster 256-bit bus. Not quite as fast as the 384-bit yeah, but... bus you get on a high, high end. What's, what's in yours? 12 or 10? Uh, no, mine's 8. Eight, okay. Yeah, that's that's generally they did eight, and then they bought out a. Even the thirty eighty had eight gig of RAM, but then they bought out a thirty eighty. Twelve gig or ten gig model? I can't remember. They bought another model with a bit more RAM, and then you get you just basically jump to twenty four. And one of these do some more VRAM. Well, they're not saying at the moment. Uh, we still reckon by the end of the year. We're gonna yeah, because we there's no word yet on the presser, is there for these? Um, no, so... it keeps changing. It's you know, one minute here, it's going to come out very, very soon, imminently this month, and then you think, nah, it's the end of the year, maybe next year. So, uh, really don't know on this one. But okay, AMD uh, are going to, well, they still depend on AMD because AMD obviously are doing their CPUs in this quarter, but they've said their new RDNA 3 will be out by the end of the year. Yeah, so NVIDIA are going to want to tag along along with a new server yeah. CPUs. So depending yeah. on what AMD bring out, and the rumours are that AMD's RDNA 3 is going to be a massive, massive improvement over RDNA 2, uh, that may force NVIDIA's hand. It might do. I was going to say, yeah, AMD are going, to, are going to be owning this announcement, really, aren't they? Yeah, so um, I reckon, I would say NVIDIA's probably got these more or less ready to go. They're but just waiting for- on the right time to spoil AMD's party. That forty eighty though, I think you're right, is the sweet spot. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it could be and the if way it comes to go. Anywhere near uh, the thirty eighties retail price, what was that when it came out? Six hundred and fifty quid. Okay, yeah, it never which, panned out that way because of scalpers and yeah, shortages. Yeah, but let, let's just hypothetically say around the seven hundred mark. Then um, I'd pony up for that. I, if I could find the money for that, yeah, I'd pony up for that as well. That's, <laughs> Gonna uh, sell a kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fast fine. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I think uh, kid or kidney, probably both. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm on that. I think on paper, looking at, I think you're right. Forty eighty definitely looks to be the way forward. You've got sixteen gig um, around. Be, Thirty ninety well, Ti beating performance. It would be interesting to see. Um, some more of these. I'm sure we'll see more of these pop oh, up. Definitely. Yeah, it's just can you? You're gonna need a new power supply as well to feed into. Uh, well, yeah, let's not go down that it's road right now. It's gonna take 420 watt for your GPU. Plus, if you go Intel, let's call that another 250 for the CPU alone. Uh, yeah, better get yourself a kilowatt power supply. Yeah, yeah, let's not stop, 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 stop. Plus the right. cooling to go with it. <laughs> I think on that note, that's probably a good place for us to call. That it. is. <laughs> call it for tonight. Well. We, of course, are online at uh, techrant.online for all of our show notes information. You can find us on Twitter at Weekly Techrant. New episodes of the show typically come out every week, of course. And we do try to keep that schedule. And, of course, we will recommend, you know, please tell your friends about us. Hello to our favourite listeners in Germany and in Australia. And, of course, uh, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this now, wherever that might be. Tell your friends, give us a like, give us a share, and we'll be back next week for episode 99. We're getting closer to that uh, mythical 100. So I've been Jay. I've been Carl. Have a good evening, all.